Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast the best shows on TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight we're doing The Walking Dead. Uh, this was episode 613. Um, what was it called again? The Same Boat. Same Boat, that's right. Uh, I know the, the writer was Angela Kang, which I love her, but who was the director on this one? Billy Gerhardt. Billy Gerhardt. Um, well, I'll let you start off, man. What did you think of this one? I'm having a lot of trouble judging this episode. Amen. I mean... I, you know, you and I didn't talk at all before this, and I was really, really curious to see how you were going to come out with me with this one. I tell people on Facebook and Twitter, I was like, my opinion is all over the map. All right. Here's the thing. I will not say this was a bad episode of Walking Dead. No. Because I think it was well done. It was. It really was. It, it brought some elements that I haven't felt in a while. Correct. But my major problems with what they're doing to the Carol character, just poisoned the episode for me absolutely you know we went from the beginning of the season six of being carol the badassest character there is even probably more deadly than rick for a long time to now we're we're like we're infected with morganism you know it's just it's it's just not right i don't like it at all well i just i didn't want to see it with carol no of all the characters that they could have gone this route with not carol no, it's I mean, not. What are they going to tell me that Sam is her reason for this? You know, I don't, it's just been too quick of a change for me, and I miss badass Carol. Yeah, Amen. I mean, just you, you were you're hitting the nail on the head, bro. I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, you you, you took the words right out of my mouth. This episode is fantastic if you take her conscience out of it. I mean, realistically, I mean, there's a couple of little things, but overall, you know, I absolutely love the character Carol. I think that um, Melissa Ride does just a phenomenal job with her. There's just no, I mean, I think she's the best on the show. I mean, and for what they're doing to the character and poisoning it, it, it made me, I don't, it's almost like, are they trying to set us up? You know, to make us think that she was going to die or do something. Was there more to that? Or is this the new, her new conscience we'll have to deal with for the next several episodes? I don't know because they, it's weird. I don't feel like they're nailing. Obviously, I don't think they're nailing what they're trying to do with her. But because you see certain classic Carol elements where she's faking a lot. She's putting out this image that's clearly not her. Oh, yeah. The, you know, the whole... I'm so weak. Don't you know, you have nothing to worry about me and then, you know, and take you out. Absolutely. You know, you the know, we crucifix. played that part and I love it. You yeah. Know? All that type of stuff. I love that. I loved where that was going, but then it immediately crashed back down to yeah. her being yeah. sobby about it. So I, like I said, I mean, I'm having, how do, you, yeah, how do you go from conscience to lighting a, a lighter and throwing it in there and listening to a barbecue? I mean, how do you go from, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It just, it was right, left, right, left, back, forth, back, forth. And it was just very inconsistent to me. And that was one of the major down points of the episode. Because believe it or not, the episode did a really, really good job of making me really worry about some characters. Really interesting new characters. Really well thought out, good actors. I mean, I love the, I hated the, the I can't remember his name, Donnie in the episode, was a, fanat, a phenomenal character in Banshee. 
And I was saw him and I was like, yes, another great actor. You know, yeah, he'll be on the bad side. This is going to be something where they're, you know, they're opening the toolbox here and getting more and more really good actors, faces that are recognizable and so on. And <laughs> killed his one main episode, you know. And Alicia, du- Alicia Witt. I mean, I've seen this girl in a lot of stuff, you know. I think she did a pretty good job as, you know, the head chick here, you know, ruling the roost. And then, you know, she's gone, you know. So I don't know what, you know, it's it was, it was good and bad at the same time. I'm going to disagree a little bit on the new characters. I didn't much care for the redheaded lady, whatever you said her name was. Yeah, Alicia Witt. Um, I thought she did okay for a set an episode but i was happy to see her bite the dust the guy character i thought he was a little um i don't know uncharacteristic i guess i don't know he seemed well, to jump too fast to crazy guy yeah here's the deal based on those two characters it's almost like the roles are reversed it's almost like nothing nothing being sexist but it just kind of felt like the guy the way he was barking and doing everything, like maybe he was the one who was in, should have been in charge and she wasn't or vice versa. I don't know. It was an odd mixture of characters to a point. Um, but like you like you said, I think she did a good job acting. I just don't think what they interpreted her as well as him for the episode maybe didn't deliver as well for you. Yeah, I mean, I think I try to think I understand that they were trying to show a juxtaposition of – possible future rick's group you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like okay that's what carol could become yeah this is their alter ego or their you know their future it's like looking into a, a bad mirror you know right well i think if you look at it like you come in a fork in the road that's one of the paths if right. they were to continue one direction they could end up like them yeah i like that analogy yeah uh yeah i agree with you that um Overall, though, I still think they did a good job for the episode. I think it was well-delivered. I think it was a good episode. That's not one of them things where... The one thing I can say about this second half season is we haven't had a fluff episode. And usually in Walking Dead, we usually have like a split character storyline going in one direction, and it's completely filler, fluff, you know, stalls the main storyline, whatever you want to call it. And we're not doing that this season, or at least the second half season, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give Brad props for this. I talked to him today at work, and he said, and I kind of didn't think about it at the time, but I agree with him, is this was possibly going to be a bottle episode, but instead they wrapped it up in one episode. Them being captured to them being you know escaping, all in one episode. They didn't drag out this small part over a couple episodes or even three episodes. They just ended it. You know what I mean? I like to see them wrap up stuff that fast. Right. Well, I wouldn't even call it a bottle. Realistically, it was a continuation of the fir- uh, mission. So, I mean... No, that's what I'm saying. It could have become a bottle. True that. True that. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, Brian, he put in some feedback for us, and he said that he really appreciated the episode because it was showcasing two of the stronger women of the group and we haven't seen these two characters together and he really enjoyed that. And I think Brian's on point there. We really never had a Maggie and Carol episode per se. Oh no, great great pairing. But like I said, when and I'll get to it, I enjoyed Maggie this episode. I thought Maggie was on point, you know, doing what she was doing. Carol, I just can't get behind the meek Carol. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Did you feel any at any time that we were going to lose one of them? 
did that anxiousness be a part of you at all? Because I'll be honest with you, I did. I really, really, I feel like they did a good job setting up the whole Carol swinging back and forth into the hallway. Because the way the camera angle was showing, it sure looked like Carol was going to get impaled. To me, it did. And I mean, I will tell you, my heart was racing a little bit. It actually got me anxious, you know, kind of edge on the seat. And so, and it didn't. And then it had an awesome moment right there. So, I will say this is one of the, you know, one of the few episodes I was like truly like, oh my God, are we finna lose a major character? Especially one of these two characters. Yeah, it's tough to say. I think they did a good job with the tension, but I didn't think we were going to lose two of these high profile. I didn't think we were going to lose two. I was, I was a little afraid I'm we sorry, might lose either. one. Right. I didn't think yeah. we'd lose either. Right. So, But I did think that some weird way we might have lost another character because before the end happened, I thought Rick Stroop was was going to make it to the holding facility, you know, beforehand. Because I was listening to the static and realizing myself that the static was clearing, you know, and that mm-hmm. they were getting closer. You know, it's like a beacon, basically. Right. And uh, I thought we might lose somebody just, you know, in a surprise way. Right. Not Carol or Maggie. I thought they would have thrown you know, made you think that one of them was going to go and then take another character. I could see that. It could have been a really cool twist if they were setting that booby trap and it was actually like possibly Rick or them's group, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You just, you just lit up and there's Glenn in there. Ah! You, know, you know, that'd be terrible. Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the episode from the beginning, from the get go. Now I will say, I thought it was cool they went back and kind of gave an explanation of how they got kidnapped. I did like that. Um, that was cool. I thought it was really cool when they covered their heads over and you got the camera angle of the of the ground as they're walking and you get you can, you kind of feel like you can close your eyes and you. And me, I was like, all right, listen carefully. They're gonna give us clues, you know, where they're going. Da 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 da. You know, trying to be Columbo, and so I I really did enjoy that. I thought that was pretty cool that they were able to go kind of that angle. Um, and I thought it was really intuitive that they, they were talking about, you know, you know, alpha and omega and different things and, uh, all these code words, go to line two, use this protocol. Um, I thought that was a really good little extra element, you know, that we really are dealing with a more sophisticated group. Yeah. They, they were really trying to, you know, nail home that this is a group that's organized. worked together and right. organized for quite some time and know what they're doing. Although when they get to the what is, you think that's a butcher? Uh, it's like a slaughterhouse. Yeah, slaughterhouse meat packing facility or something. They seemed a little more inept, you know, a little more. Yeah, like, it's like they got panicky. You yeah, know? I really was surprised. Like you're gone. You don't. They don't know which direction you've taken them. Um, what are you worried about? You know, I didn't. I didn't get that either. That was something that kind of caught me. Like you have the advantage. You're not worried about this primo character. You've got two hostages. You're gone. I, I I don't know. I didn't even see why they quit. Why they stopped? Why they, you know? Why I, did I they just either. keep on going to where they were going to go? I didn't. I didn't understand that. You know? Was it because the guy that was shot, like they had to stop? And I don't know. What changed from him stopping? This may have been a little more just uh, almost budgetary. You know, it's like we need a we need a spot to film. You know. It saves a lot of money when well, you have a there was location. a part where they're, you know, I mean, they were like, because it wasn't like a fuel issue. She was talking about we have plenty of fuel here, and they're like, well, I'm fumes, or you know, there was a, there was some commentary. They showed but it the wasn't two there. big gas cans, you know. Yeah, so it wasn't 
damn, I, that's why I say I don't understand how we end up there as a as a holding spot. I don't know. I don't know if it was like they wanted to stay close and get reinforcements before they try to make a deal. I mean, I could try to come up with some different things for it. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it, it caught me right the way they were doing it. Yeah. I think they kind of shoehorned it in a little bit. Right. Um, now, <laughs> do we think it's convenient that, by the way, I loved how they opened this place and this the walker gets right up there and the blade goes right through the face and the inches from her. Thought it was a really cool special effect. Very well done. Very well done. Um, it's been a it's been a little while since we've had some good walker, you know, kill violence. You know, that's been real good practical effect, not all CG. You know, and uh, I really appreciate it. Some of that detail is coming back. Yeah, I don't know how exactly it happened. Like how Maggie was end up facing a, a walker, you know, and the other girl was behind it and stuff. I don't know how that happened when they came through the door. Yeah, their uh, locations were a little staged, a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I think like it's another quality example of the Walking Dead going. Ooh, how cool would it be for the blade to go through her face? Oh, wait a minute, how do we get to her that position? Because um, that walker cares? was pretty stealth until the the jacket flap came off <laughs> uh, yeah and then uh, it was all uh yeah before it took the knife yeah that's right pretty silent um more stealth walkers yeah. i'm i'm so tired of complaining about stealth walkers <laughs> you know what i mean it seems like every other episode we have the stealth walker a bit hey it looks like no director no writer is above it so no so they kill a walker in this one room they're being held with this ungodly amounts of duct tape um, I mean, their hands look like snow cones and I mean, it was just over the top. Uh, but the, the killer and the, how convenient is it is that the, the crucifix and beads are happened to catch Carol's feet and it doesn't look like it was on purpose either. Like Carol's feet didn't really move or nothing. They just kind of, Oh, by the way, you're, <laughs> this is one of the worst coincidences. <laughs> I mean, a walk in history. Oh, and the fact that it was just like, oh, well, she's going to use the cross to cut her duct tape. And so I was like, good Lord, just ham fisting it into our face. Just really here. Eat this. Eat this. No, this it was is... like taking shovel loads and throwing it at us and just hoping yeah. we caught it all in the mouth. I mean, it was over the top. I'm buried in it. Yeah. And then, I, of course, my thought is, okay, this will become a weapon. This will become this. She'll probably end up sharpening it. And not five minutes later, she'll... <laughs> On the concrete. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I will say, on. I will say, I didn't understand what she was doing when she was trying to shove it in her pocket. I thought she was cutting her pant leg for some reason. And I was like, what is she doing? Then I realized she was putting it in the pocket so she could pull it out later, you know, with the hyperventilation and all that stuff. But uh, it was all part of the act. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. what I'm saying. I get so wishy washy on Carol because I like the acting that she can do. Oh yeah. There's no doubt there. You know, there, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, so this and that happens. They complain, you know, Donnie's my arm and blah, blah, blah. Well, then they take Maggie in the room and we have this one-on-one session and we basically, this is where it kind of rams home the whole alter ego. You know what I mean? I oh, had yeah. a child. I lost my boyfriend. He actually died. I lost a, you know, and then they give you that little tidbit of you know that everything ain't so cherry at wherever she stays at with the negans you know is that you know her finger has been severed off 
Uh, it looked horrible. Hard, by yeah, the way. It, looked, it looked like it was a little, uh, you know, blackened. And yeah, it didn't. It, there was nothing healthy about it whatsoever. Primo yeah. was not doing a good job on his job. <laughs> the cigarette uh, lighter treatment. Yeah, yeah just, it was. Um, you know, she. You know, I lost a finger because I was stealing gas to go try to find my dead fiance. I was like, was it fiance or, or just boyfriend? Boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. yeah. Okay. But like once again, like you saying the juxtaposition, she has Frankie tattooed her arm. For okay, Daddy. it's it's Herschel, you know, for Maggie, basically. Yeah. You know, they show it in different ways, but yeah. Herschel's even brought up in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, he's dying. His nerves are dying. I've seen my father have his foot amputated. You know, da, da. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of mirror. A lot of oh, mirror yeah. going on oh, here. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I think it's cool. I think it was playing on the mind games, and it was kind of, it kind of led into the whole situation of why Carol suddenly has conscience. Even though I don't want her to have one, I like the badass Carol, and um, I like her playing the feeble Susie homemaker who can all of a sudden stab you in the neck and blow your head off, and you know, without blinking an eye. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, I, all that was pretty good. But like I said, the, the dialogue back and forth, and then we you, you, you shift gears into the redhead, you know, Paula. And what do you think about her whole background story? I'm a secretary. I'm getting coffee. I had stuck with my boss. I had four daughters. I killed him first. You know, I struggled with it. I will tell you. I did too because I don't see any amount of force being able to shut down Washington, D.C. to where she can't leave her office at all. Where like they're just on lockdown. Yeah. So they can get congressmen and stuff out. Which I thought was cool. Like I agree with that. I think that would happen. That they would get the big, you know, big wigs out of the before they get anybody else out. But do I think they could shut down a huge metropolitan area? Not at all. No. No. And you know when you know our government has these protocols to be able to have these fast escapes and different things and so on. And it kind of makes you believe that there is the possibility that Walking Dead might try to. Uh, you know, entertain the idea that there could be higher ups that are out there surviving, no, fi- you know, in their own professional bunkers and whatever. Oh, you know, guarantee uh, it. You know, and uh, it could be, you know, a future storyline. They got a long way to go. You yeah. have to worry about that stuff. You got that right. You got that right. Um, but like you said, the 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 girl story, the four daughters. I killed my boss. I'm sorry, you don't go from secretary to a killer and, you know, like it was nothing, you know, like that's what you had to do to survive or whatever. I, I don't know. It just, I don't know if it was the delivery, or if it was the actress, or if it was just the story itself. It just didn't swallow well. Yeah, so I'm saying. This is the stuff I didn't really totally care for. I think she did okay. Like, she's all right pulling this. Um like you say it's just too big of a leap for her to just become to a, a, a killer because she had to you know had a shitty boss i just give me, you know give me some desperation like there was a moment you know tell me that we got to a situation where it was him or me and i just went ahead and made the call and that's made me a stronger person from this point forward give me something that you know like it wasn't like a decision one day to go you know you're a piece of crap i'm killing you you know that's what that's the way she would deliver it to me yeah i I didn't see the or understand the need to kill her boss. I would have liked him rather here 
that when she finally got out of her building, she was stopped by military personnel and they wouldn't let her, you know, leave in her car to get to her house to get to her family. And then she have some kind of ordeal after a while. Right. You know, I just... You could have shook up the story a little bit. Now, I will tell you, the one part I did really like of her monologue was is the whole carrot, egg, and coffee in the pot, you know, the boiling water. Stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I actually did really think that was pretty cool. I like her symbolism and her you know, metaphor there and what she was bringing to the table, and I completely agree with it. I, I was sitting there kind of thinking about, it. heck, that's a great little speech. You know, if I, if I was teaching in a classroom or something like that, I could use that as a good analogy. Absolutely. You know, you're supposed to want to be the coffee beans, but she's obviously the boiled egg. You know, so really cool way uh, to, you know, kind of wrap that scene up. Oh, yeah. And show you where she's at mentally now. And then you had the clothes, you know, like, you know, are you going to kill me, Carol? Are you going to kill You know, know, maybe. (laughs) She says, I hope not. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This was kind of like where I was like, all right, now we're getting Carol. The turning point, you know. This is, this is really kind of kind of a roll, and uh, and that's where the storyline started to escalate really quick. You know, absolutely. Um, now I did think it was really rather strange that they all left the room. You know what I mean? Like he's on the floor, he's out. The girls leave. You know, Maggie's still with this other chick, but she leaves randomly. See, that's the one thing. Like Carol devises her escape okay and soon she goes to find maggie mags by herself in a room you know where'd this chick go i was just kind of like what because they were supposed to have a conversation and one of them wasn't leaving the room you know you know one of us is gonna die you know that's what the girl was saying at least so i don't know you know they they realize that the there was carol's group that blew up what was his name? T or something like that. T's group. You yeah. know, and, uh, Oh yeah. The chick who was coughing up blood and, you know, chain smoking the whole time. Yeah. There. I'm already dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're, we're just alike, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which puts us in the same shoes or in the same boat. That's right. kind of where they get this yeah. from. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she leave. wasn't bad. I actually didn't have a big problem with, with smoking lady. Oh yeah, the chain smoker. No, no. she uh, she kind of called it like she was. I think she did a good job. Um, Although I think they missed a simple way to realize that Carol was a smoker. The way she was holding that cigarette out the side of her mouth and still talking with it yeah. like a classic cowboy killer. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, I think was just hanging there like, I, yeah. I'd love it if it was just kind of barely hanging off that lip, yeah. and just any movements, just flickering around. You know, yeah. Only <laughs> old. Men that have been smoking their entire adult lives can pull that off. Yeah, I mean, just that it's just glued there. Bit magically. of suction that yeah. just holds that thing on there. I just like wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and she just goes to hanging down the side of her face. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's a pro. That's a pro right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look at the experience right there. There's no doubt. expert level. <laughs> All right, so the escape. Carol, of course, uses her sharpened crucifix. We get out. She goes. They uh, get Maggie without any trouble. Um, they come back. Homeboy Donnie's already dead, bled out. Um, evidently, he's been dead. And unlike most people who have died on the show, who insta turn, 
Donnie's still cold stick on the floor. Um, kind of thought that was strange because even later in the episode, we see somebody who almost instantly turns, you know, so I thought that was a little off, but anyway, it wasn't a big dot deal. And Maggie comes up to this, I thought was kind of pretty ingenious, you know, pulls the rope out and ties him to right by the door. Is that what, you know, is that what you got? Yeah. I mean, that's what you did. It's still, uh, it's just still one of those things. It's like this woman is walking around the hallways, just dispatching two and three of them at a time. She, remember she hits one who trips over another one. She's like, just hold on, darling. I'll get you yeah. next. She's a cool customer. Cool customer. You know customer. what I mean? And it's just sticking, shiving them all over the place. Then, of course, she opens a door and just surprise. Gets her arm. Well, what it kills me is is that, you know, for somebody who evidently is a seasoned killer or been around this long, yeah. who puts the forearm shiver up? What is with the forearm shiver? <laughs> Everyone does it. it. It's like peewee football and somebody putting the chicken wing up to block with. No, dang it. You use your hands, you know? It's horrible. And I was like, no, you know? Oh, God. And the they even say wing. it. They say it to Carol. How the hell have you lived this long? Yeah. It's like, how have you lived this long? <laughs> really? Because well, you did the forearm shiver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the first sign of a snarl. You leap back and it's like, all right, recover myself. Now stick it in the head. You know, it's just like, I am tired of the forearm coming up immediately. <laughs> yeah. And just like, here, eat this, leave me alone. Yeah. You know, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand. get it. And I, I, honestly, I don't know how everyone in this world is not wearing like duct tape and padding on their something arms. On the, something on their sleeve. I don't care how, to, how hot it is. I will deal with the sweat. Be you damn. know everybody stinks because nobody's using showers. What's it matter? Yeah, you know, I mean, no. we've established the smell code for Walking I would be Dead. Covered in denim and duct tape, <laughs> Canadian tuxedo, baby. Yeah, yeah. with slash astronaut because <laughs> I'm not pulling around. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. You know, put on some football shoulder pads, little forearm covers, and just roll. You know. Yeah. I mean, just wear some tall boots, and then guess what? Basically, unless you've got an ankle biter. You, you use your forearms effectively. You're not going to bite you in the shoulder because, you know, I mean, you've got some coverage there. I mean, a good pair of Caterpillar boots, some denim. I mean, you ain't biting through that. No. Never. No. Especially yeah. not with these Play-Doh head walkers. Oh, my God. You know, <sighs> soft Rot yellow. melons. Soft. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. I mean, you could flick them with your fingers and brain go everywhere. Yeah. It's just, ugh. Yeah, there, there's no doubt here. Um, okay, so we're in we're in the hallway. Hold on, cigarette lady gets it pretty bad for Maggie. Maggie beat the living piss out of this chick with the you know butt of her gun. I mean, to the point where they, I guess they fall in love with the blood splatter on the screen thing. Dude, you're basically it was like beating the camera to death, you know? Yeah, but it was you know covered in a balloon full of blood. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. No, I didn't have a problem with it at all. <laughs> they could beat on it for another minute. I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, yeah get gratuitous with it. I, I didn't mean, mind like, at all. I want to see the deformation of their gun, but you know, just be like, uh, yeah, her skull messed your handle up there. Yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> mind seeing chunks still attached to the pistol. Oh, <laughs> and then you went there. Can oh. we get, look, we saw a couple weeks ago, Polaroid after Polaroid of head busts. Oh, Here yeah. was our chance to see one. Up close and personal. Maggie style. Maggie style. Right. 
<laughs> and yeah, I was a little uh, a little disappointed I didn't get it. No, nah, I wasn't disappointed. I think it was awesome, man. No, I mean, don't get wrong. Season. I mean, yeah, I wanted to go overkill. You don't get me wrong, but I mean, the camera angle and them beating the crap out of it, I thought it was pretty neat. I like to see my steak after it's tenderized. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, <laughs> you're sick. She ain't coming back. <laughs> they'll, never know, they'll never know who she was either. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, sick chick went down brutally. Right. Right. You know? Now we can move on to the hallway. Now that we got, yeah, there's no doubt. So we have all these walkers who are impaled in pipes, and who else out there did not immediately think mm, how long before one slides right off the pipe how about how long have they been on this pipe because they should have walked right off of them yeah i mean all you gotta do is take a hammer and like put a bend in the pipe or something then they can't leave it well not with that i mean let's think about this you slid them on there pretty easy but the way they were trying to get off was the natural way to get off the pipe I mean, it's it's not like they were... It's different when the pipe is impeding your path. This pipe was just on the guided path on the way off. You know what I mean? It was, it was backwards. So, did they grab these walkers by the arms and the head and then slide them onto the pipes? Because they're facing as if they were impaled from the back. Yeah. that's. It looks like they were pushed onto the pipes and then... That is dumb as dumb can be. I just Thank you. Thank you. I mean, when basically that hole is going to get worse and worse because you're decomposing, okay? (laughs) So it's just an easy slide and walk right out of it. Yeah, I was just like, okay, all right, how many is going to be slidden off the pipe? And there it is. It happens, you know, at the most convenient moment, too. Just to be insanely dangerous to try to pull this maneuver off, what you would do is lure them on to the pipes like they do as protection around the gates and stuff. You know, I, Morgan could have taught these people a little thing or two. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a, there was a curve that was missed here. There, there's no doubt. Once again, just the staging is just not... Give me some details. You know what I mean? Like you said, a bend of the pipe, which prevents them from being able to come off that pipe or so on. There is nothing holding them there. There, there wasn't. No. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Yeah, they were impaled, but considering the angle they were wanting to go was basically slid right off the pipe. There's no, and there was no wall blocking him, nothing preventing him from moving in the direction you were trying to prevent them from doing that. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is a little iffy. I mean, even if you have the pipe sticking up at an angle from the floor, they'll hit the pipe and slide down it. It won't be able to get up. Right, yeah, they'll be... The, the the pipe would be impeding their travel. The right. way they had this set up, the pipe didn't impede your travel. No. They just easily would have walked right off of it like we've seen them do dozens of times. A dozen of times. And guess what happens? One comes off and we get the, oh, we're going to be scared because Carol's going to get bit in the back of the neck. You know? And no. Maggie and her samurai knife right through the, you know, to the skull way before it gets there, which was pretty, pretty cool scheme. I will say, though, it was one bad walker kill in this one from Paula. When she opens the door and kills one with a headshot, next one she kills in, in the, the neck. knife in the neck. Yeah, in the you neck. noticed. Oh yeah, it was a straight miss. Yeah, total miss. That Walker's still alive. Should be biting her. Yeah, um, I did totally notice this because for some reason it stuck in my mind because you could see her like wiggle the knife around and it was like in the throat, you know. And I was kind of like, mm, no, nah. he's not dead. Yeah, bad kill, not a killer. We missed. Yeah. Misfire, you know. Once again, just an absolute failure. 
<laughs> Come on, man. It's little details. Little it's a details. miss. It's an absolute miss. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So, Paula, we'll get to this little speech section here. And she's like, Carol's like, um, so, run. Just run. Just run. And I'm like, my wife's over there screaming, shoot her! Shoot her now! And I'm like, okay, calm it down, baby. Calm it down over there. Shoot her! I'm over there starting hollering. I'm like, really? Why are we even listening to this? Why is she telling her to run? I really don't understand this. Carol, of all people, knows that you can't let them live because they know too much. They've seen too much. It's like, it, just like Maggie says, we have to finish this. You can't, right. you can't leave any of them alive. Amen. And I mean, I'm sitting there thinking about like Gabriel's hovering over on the wolves and he's talking to him and they've got him tied up and da da da. And Carol walks up and executes him without even blinking. Yeah. And she's over there, run, run, just, just, just run. You know, I'm like. Oh, you got to be kidding me here. Yep. You know, and this chick's not going nowhere, which is another random thing. I mean, she's giving you the exit. Why don't you take it? So I don't understand that part of it either. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because they were trying to do a storyline or whatever. But then she lets her get it close enough to knock the gun away. Who didn't see that telegraphing? Yeah. Uh, once again, this is all kind of weak to me i didn't like her when she came out of the door and she shoots down the hallway and misses i didn't like that um you know she fires a couple times before her gun goes empty and yeah, she had like three rounds in the mag yeah it was like fish in a barrel though i'm yeah. like come on how do you miss at least get a grazing on carol or maggie so you know i didn't love that uh the fight that maggie has with the other chick in the t of the hallway um, yeah, it was a little physical. I will say they went on a little bit, and then the the knife across the belly. You know, were you expecting to see some blood when yes. the, when it hit? <clears throat> I was. I was kind of disappointed. I didn't because I don't know. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, I've seen how a knife cuts against a loose fabric. It doesn't. It just it doesn't. moves. Yeah. It moves with it. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? I mean that knife would have to be razor, razor sharp. And let's just be honest with ourselves. That knife has obviously gone through the how many melons of these rottings, you know, walkers and different things like that. I just don't see it being razor sharp where it's going to cut a slit through that shirt. The only way it cuts through that shirt is if she made it to tissue. Right, it had something it. to press against. Exactly. To make so for to have that hole in the shirt, I mean, I know we're being hypercritical, but I'm just being realistic. That shirt should not have a hole in it if it didn't if it didn't make contact with tissue under it. Right. I think it was cool what they were trying to do because immediately Carol walks up and greases her. Oh, like, which I loved. Yeah, that's the Carol we love. Right, and I love the fact that Carol. It's like amplifying that effect of. You don't hurt that baby. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's that mom mode I've talked about with Michonne that went into it. You know, it's like a tunnel vision. They go There's into no doubt. There's no doubt. So here's the here's the thing. Do you? And this is we missed this earlier. Do you think it was a good idea for Carol to mention the idea that she was pregnant? Because I thought it was kind of like mm, that's not really what I would mention right now. No, I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was just. Even if it puts that trade, just tiny little bit of doubt in those people, you know, that are 
holding them captive to not kill a pregnant woman. Yeah. My wife was like, why would you do that? That makes, you know, and I was like, I'm kind of going your way. I was like, well, maybe you're hoping that there's a scintilla of civility left in them. You know, that you, you know, there is a sign of hope that this woman's pregnant. Then Paula's like, you know, a zombie snack or whatever. I forget what she said exactly. It was like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) ridiculous and hilarious. But this, but this is also the scene where Carol blabs about Negan, and they say we're, we're all Negan. Yeah, and then how about Sig Chick was talking about? Oh, that's T's group, you know, blew to bits, you know. Well, now we know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I like this. I like Carol's story. Like they, they tried to kill us and take everything we had, and we just defended ourselves. And you know, I thought that was good. But the whole, the first, when they said we're all Negan, that had me a little worried at first. You know, being a comic book writer, that's new. I mean, comic book writer, reader. The whole we're all Negan stuff like that, that that's a new wrinkle on source material. I don't think it's a bad thing. Because if I was a big bad and I didn't want anybody to know exactly who was the leader or whatever... I would let other people say they were me, you know, just you can think that you killed me, you know what I mean, at some point, which we get to at the end, obviously. Right, right, right. But back to Carol screaming, you can run, just run to Paula. Right, right, right. You know, of course, they kill that one girl. Well, through the little fight, she gets shot in the shoulder, they find her. And so they get to this hole where they're the combat, you know, they go at each other. And this is that scene I was talking about. Well, the way the camera angle was showing it, it looked like Carol was going to get thrown into a walker or impaled herself. And then they threw the whole rope dope on you, and you see this chick get impaled, and then the, the walker chew her face. And then, which I thought was pretty well that done. was excellent. It was really, really well done. Some of the better practical effects. It reminds me of the old when T-Dog died in the prison, you know, when the they started eating his Absolutely. throat out and stuff, you know. That, that kind of like, holy crap, that's showing and happening, or a live person, you know. And uh, I, I thought that was really well done. And when you watch Talking Dead later, they put on a prosthetic on her face, and the actor actually did bite it off of her. Oh, and yeah. And pulled everything. Absolutely. And I was like... That's that's going for going for broke and for an amazing shot and the girl did an amazing job of the pain and agony and the screaming. Yeah, I selling thought, it. Yeah, uh, that's why I say that was really really well done. I was really really appreciative of that. I yeah, was, absolutely. That was excellent. Walking yeah. Dead, right there. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. You know. Um, so then they decide to do the you know booby trap and. I, I mean, this booby trap was pretty, you know, pretty ingenious to me. I, I thought it was pretty sweet. I think it's a waste of resources, but, you know. But the kill floor was not a large room. No. And these guys just blunder into it like I said to meet them here at the kill floor. Yeah. I was just like, uh. good God, guys, really? You walk in there, it's like, oh, don't watch out. The floor's slippery. Now, I'm not saying they expect it to be lit on fire, but. It would take me about a second or two to realize there's no one in this room, you know, and come back out. But they just shut the door on them with the lighter thrown in. And cool little thing they showed earlier with the Zippo, you know, they gave just a little quick foreshadowing of showing you the lighter when she Mm -hmm. lights a cigarette for Carol. And then you see her toss it in the the kill room. It was pretty sweet there. Now, 
Do you think it was strange that only two people, a guy and a girl, were coming to the rescue? Was it only two? I thought it was four. I only saw two in that room. Was I, was I off? I thought there was three or four guys in there. Maybe so. I don't know. When it, when I, thought it was weird. Lit, I thought it was lit. I thought it was weird that none two. of them were banging into the glass window on the door, which would have been cool to see. Instead of just them screaming and blundering around, I'd like to see one of them like, smack up against the glass. Yeah. A little, uh, like trying to get out. Yeah, making a conscious effort of, you know... Uh, Stop dropping barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, again, they come back around, and Paula has already turned. Oh, yeah, nasty Her face looking. is pretty much almost all gone. Yeah, mangled. Pretty gruesome, <laughs> and so on. You know, the time frame. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Donnie there didn't turn at all. You know, it was his turning was convenient. And uh, hers was almost like it was almost instantaneous. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I look at it like they had to pull the bodies out of the way. They had to lay the gasoline down, open the door. So there could have been some uh, several minutes. I think there could have been some time there where they were preparing the trap. They only had 10 minutes before those guys showed up. So, if you think 10 minutes, that's enough time for her to change. I agree. Especially with that much of her face missing, too. Right. You know? The Donnie guy, it was up in the air how long he'd been dead. So, I'll give it I that anyway. All right. You, you, you've you convinced me. You've changed my, my tune a little bit there. Um, but overall, then, of course, you know, one of the things that I was kind of surprised as you know, when it's all said and done, they open the door. There's Maggie and Glenn, and oh, you know, and they're getting, you know, and then she just looks at him and says, "You know, I can't do this anymore." Right. Um, I thought that was good. I really liked that. No, I mean, it was kind of like a wake up call. You know, like, all right, you've seen your alter ego now. Carol has explained this to you. You you've almost got yourself killed. You know, you've had to kill all these people and, you know, make yourself out of a tight situation. Completely understandable. I don't need to be leaving the walls of Alexandria anymore. Right. My job should be running that city and keeping this baby safe. Right. Um, I will say, though, I am extremely concerned about Maggie's character. And the only reason why is, is that Lauren Cohan has cut her hair drastically. Have you seen her in real life? Wow. Even in Talking Dead showed her, and she's got this short crop going on. And, you know, in the show, she's got hair down, you know, almost to her, her breast. I mean, it's it's down there. No. Probably a wig. Man, I, I hope that doesn't signify anything. I'm just kind of. I mean, let me first say this, too, by the way. Um, Carol, what's her name? McBride. Oh, yeah. Melissa. She looked great. On Talking Dead. No doubt. I mean, they ugly her up for the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's I mean, an attractive older woman. Yes. And, yeah, for the show, she's just kind of like, okay, that's Carol. That's what you expect yeah. from Carol. <laughs> you know? And and then when she, you put a little razzle-dazzle, a little makeup, and her hair's done. Yeah. She's yeah. a very attractive woman. I mean, it was yeah. impressive. Yeah, know? I was kind of floored, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, kind of crazy. But, uh you know, and there it is. You know, we get the, the, all right, now, my wife's like, oh, my God, do you think Carol maybe got bit a little bit and we're just we're going to find out in the bad way or so on? No. Nah. Never had it cross my mind. And then, of course, the preview shit, seals the deal. That didn't happen. You They're know? not going to phantom bite a major character. No. Um, 
of course, we get you know the, the Daryl and the embracing and all that stuff, and then the Rick man, you know, all right, all your people are dead now, you know, it's time to start talking, and you know, I don't think this primo fellow was real bright, you know. Uh, for the doctor of the group, he seemed pretty dumb. He also looked dumb, and I didn't understand it at all. dumb, and <laughs> resulted in a pretty much catastrophic failure of any attempt of him making out of it alive. But I didn't agree with what Rick was doing here either. I thought they should have just kept this dude and kept questioning him. There's oh, yeah. obviously more people. He needs a beatdown to make sure you have all the information out of this guy. Yeah. If you're a ruthless killer that's going to go in there and assassinate 30 dudes in this satellite facility, you got no problem taking this guy out to the woodshed and beating the ever-living pee out of him until you got all the information you need. Instead, he goes, well, we're all nigging. I'm nigging. Da, da, da. Sorry. He well, didn't even say we're all nigging. He, he said it more like, I am nigging. You know, like he actually said it like he was the yeah. real deal. So Rick's feeling like well, I'm solving the problem here. You know, yeah. This is a thing where finding out early casting before the season starts, yeah, that you're already aware kills. that these people aren't Negan. Yeah, you, you know? already know this is not it. Plus, anybody, if you know Negan is such a monumental bad guy. <laughs> You don't really think he's going to get shot in the head in you know, this kind of episode. So, I mean, it, it, that right there was torpedo from the get-go. Right, but I thought this was a poor decision on Rick's part. I, I think so they too. should have give this guy the Aaron treatment in the barn. Just start breaking this dude's jaw, you know, until he gives you whatever information you want. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was real arrogant. Just go ahead and grease him. And they never found out where the, he got the motorcycle, you know. Don't find out they where the rest nothing. of their people are. They got nothing. Yeah. All they know is they killed us. Wherever they've been taking supplies, they eradicated all those people. Yeah. That's it. And so on. You know nothing else. I mean, Maggie yeah. and them didn't figure out anything else. They've killed anybody and everybody who had an auto, uh, a situation. My, You know, I will tell you, I was kind of surprised. I really expected we were going to meet Negan this, this episode. I was really oh, surprised no. we didn't. No, no, no. I don't going think into the episode, I was like, we're going to get a sprinkle. We're going to, this is where we're going to get the whole, you know, these two meet. How many more episodes have we got this season? Well, this is 613, so that means three left. I completely wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him until the final episode. You know, because we're at the end. We could kind of talk about a little bit about the preview, basically. It's an Alexandria episode. You know, I just. It looked pretty bottled down to me. Well, yeah, I could I could see that. You know, I don't know. In these next three episodes, I really feel like, man, they've done such a good job of not bottling. They've done a good job of keeping the pace and momentum going and all that stuff. I just don't – I hope they're not going to pump the brakes now. You know, I mean, they've done so well. They just got a lot to cover. We've got to find out about – Morgan's cage or whatever he's building. Carol's obviously super distraught over how many people she's killed. You know, I I think we're going to get a lot of Carol and Morgan, you know. I don't know. You know, we haven't had much of, um, what's his face? Um, we hadn't had no Carl. We hadn't seen Carl in a few episodes now. We need the Abraham <laughs> Sasha stuff to start kind we, of. We're going to kind of kick that in gear. We're, Gabriel's all of a sudden becoming an interesting character. 
You know, like I said, Morgan's definitely got to be on the list. We're gonna, whatever he's building, you know, which we believe it's a jail cell cage, whatever like that, is going to be an integral part of the next episode. Um, in my opinion, if I am 100% guessing, you know, is that we're going to go back to Alexandria and then we're going to have somebody who's going to meet them at the gates, you know. That's my opinion. You know, that yeah, they've done all this, but something saw them leave or something like that. That way it's gonna keep that that pace rolling. That, you know, we're not going back home hunky dory like we've a mission accomplished. Everybody high five and let's get some steaks on the grill. Bottom line is is that we're gonna get home, we're gonna think everything's great, and then probably halfway or through the episode we're gonna realize you just killed a small pocket of us. And now we're pissed and either we're going to meet Nagin or we're going to meet a group or we're going to do something. I feel like that's something that's going to go down. Well, not to mention we got a massive amount of hilltop to do too. I mean, do they stop by there on the way home and say, Hey, we got him." you know, um, Jesus is in this group. Does he look at the guy that is shot in the head and be like, no, that's not him. Does, does, do they know who Negan looks like? Yes, because kind of, Jesus I, talked about how he came up to the gates yeah, and, and beat, beat the, a sixteen-year-old, yeah. so they've seen him, or, or at least Jesus and the Jacob character have. And then his name, is his name Jacob? I could not remember the guy with the busted hand. That, uh, right, yeah, right. I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. Bottom line is, is that when they when they rescued Maggie and um, Carol, Jesus wasn't with them. I didn't see him, and so. Did he run the people back to the hilltop? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, but he wasn't with them. And so there's no way to confirm. It's not like Jesus doesn't go, yeah, no, that ain't him. You know what I mean? The only thing is, is Jesus might be with them, but he might not have got out of the car. Because remember, they're not supposed to see him. You know, because then they could connect it to the hilltop. So maybe he was around, we just didn't see it. I don't know. I mean, Rick kills this guy. I really feel like they're going to go back like, all right, mission accomplished. And that's why I say that bubble's going to get popped. That's why I really feel like they're going to go with this. Oh, possibly so. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I could compare it to some source material and... No, don't do that. I'm not. I'm not. You know, if you're a reader, you know where I'm talking about. But if not, I'm going to leave that alone. But uh, again, I will say, I know we did pick some, a lot of little details here and else like that, but I did say it is a good episode. It does a good job of continuing the pace. It was great to see Maggie and Carol... Um, I like half of Carol, <laughs> the, the <laughs> non-conscience Carol. Um, but overall, yeah, I still say it's another good episode. Way to keep pace. Yeah, I had no problem. Um, I will tell you that we got some we got some good feedback. I you know everybody kind of had the same thoughts. You know, I mean, out of all the people who sent us back, I really felt like everybody was kind of the same thing. I know, like like David came in and it's like he felt another strong episode. He, he he thinks it was really good to see people take advantage of Carol being weak and that whole arc of you know and that that's just that's that's intoxicating you know to have to deal with that kind of stuff. I I, I really like that. Um, you know, there were some people who didn't. Like, like I know Matt wrote in and he said that you know um, the expectations were starting out like he wasn't going to like the episode, but then it built on making one a good episode. And so I thought that was another good thing because I really feared a bottle episode. I really feared we were going to have a divergence and it was just going to be 
two characters and which it kind of was, but it wasn't going to be a continuation of the story or something, you know, which is typical. And they didn't go that route. And so I was real pleased. And that's where Matthew was like kind of the same thing. It kind of like it earned his liking throughout the episode. Oh, I think it definitely ended stronger than it started to me. Yeah. So uh, that's the way I, I read it. The way a lot of people read it. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I am concerned the next episode is going to be kind of talky, very talky, very more. Okay. We have to reassess who we are now because we just went out and murdered a bunch of people. So it's going to be kind of that kind of stuff. You know, um, it's going to be dealing with the consciences and, you know, making certain decisions and, you know, um, but I'm really curious because let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. We have how many episodes left? Three, you know, uh-huh. We haven't had a character die yet. Oh, yeah. We're going to lose somebody for sure. Well, I'm just saying, you know, not even if we, I don't even think we're going to have to wait to the last episode. I really feel like we're due a character go down. I mean, it's just it, you just do the math, do the number game. I mean, really think about <laughs> Law it. Law of averages. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Murphy's Law, like he says in another episode, we average at least one to two characters every half season. I mean, or more. And. I mean, we got a heavy cast right now that he's be lightened. Oh, and yeah. We got a lot of characters. I predict we lose a character next episode. I don't know who. <sighs> I have a guess. A couple. But I'm not going to say names, but I'm just saying, I feel like, I think they're lulling us into this episode. You know, we're back home. Things are good. And we're going to, something awful is going to happen. And we're going to be like, holy crap. You know, the roller coaster starts running, and then at the end, the end of the season, we're going to have monumental, you know, just the way I think it's going to go down. Oh, it's very possible. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Guys, what do y'all think? Somebody email us, hit us on Facebook, hit on Twitter or something like that, and tell us, do you think we're due a character death next episode? And if so, who do you think it may be? I would love to hear from you guys. Let us know. Uh, and I kind of, I'll even put it in there. You know, if you guessed it and did right, da, 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 we'll put you on the show for next time, you know, and give you the props. I would love to know about these. Things. You can always reach us at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast at uh, gmail.com, and of course, Facebook. And we are on Podbean. Um, other than that, bro, you got anything else you want to throw at this? No, man, we're good. Guys, we always appreciate you. If you got a few minutes to hit iTunes or Stitcher, give us a positive review. We'd greatly appreciate it. But other than that, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we're out. Thank you.